Coming up next, we'll talk about how Disney has changed over the years, both good and bad. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 689 for the week of March 18th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Julie Martin. I love Mr. Doe. <laughs> Back in the production, our associate producers, Sean Thompson and Craig Williams on the controls. And also still joined by our good friend and listener, Richard Bunt. Welcome to Richard again. Thank you. He never actually left, but, you know, <laughs> who knows when they're, they're watching this in order or listening to this in order. They don't know. But uh, also want to mention that Dustin West is not here this week as he is in Virginia on baby watch duty. Um, his brother's having a baby. He'll be the first man in history. Uh, to produce no, John. Arnold Schwarzenegger was. That was a movie. This is real life. <laughs> now we're uh, all kind of, you know, got our fingers crossed and waiting for his sister-in-law to. This is going to be Dustin's first uh, niece or nephew. Dustin's convinced it's a niece. The parents are convinced it's a nephew. Hmm. But uh, wishing them well. Um, in this segment, we are going to talk about uh, the changes that Disney World has experienced over the years since it opened in 1971. This just kind of inspired by a lot of the things we have been talking about over uh, the past uh, few weeks, especially regarding my Disney experience and FastPass Plus, and uh, you know how people are reacting to those changes and um, the uh, uh, how people genu- generally seem to react to changes at Disney and then kind of seem to adopt them and they become they become the norm. Some of these changes have been for the better, some not so much. So we thought we'd maybe take a look back and in hindsight and see talk about some of those changes, things that we've seen that we like and didn't like so much. And uh, we also had posted on our Facebook page last night um, asking folks to give us their opinions on that. And we got some great feedback. We'll be including that uh, in the show as well. Um, one of the things that uh, I want to start out just by referencing is the, you know, the poll that we, uh, we did last week that we mentioned in our new show about uh, has Disney changed for the better or the worse, or it's, is it still just as magical? And um, I think it was between just as magical and change for the better uh, was about 75% of our audience and 25% said it had changed for the worse. So um, Kevin had pointed out an email or a, a post on the podcast forum uh, disboards.com that was uh, I also ended up I shared that post on our Facebook page as well and a lot of people responded very positively to it you want to talk a little bit about that post because I think that I thought it was a fascinating question do we know too much and it's do we know too much to really stop and enjoy the magic part of it and a lot of people said you know listen a part of the enjoyment for me is the planning that they enjoy the planning, and I, I, I can understand that. I have to go back to when I was a kid, and I talked about the fact that 
when I was a kid and my mom used to call and make reservations, I've been coming since 1971. I was here in December of 1971 and most years after that. But I think I was so interested to hear what was new and what was different and what had they changed and was this still there? And we would always talk to a cast member in... Um, reservations and you know now that I'm an adult and I live here and I find out that reservations you know I always assume they were sitting up above the emporium or something <laughs> and they're really you know at the other side of Orlando yeah I kind of, like a business park right, yeah, exactly. I kind of go back and forth with I, I lived for every piece of information but there's a part of me that thinks not having that information made the anticipation part of it right i mean you, we talked about the fact that people make dining reservations six months in advance i used to walk into epcot and make my dining reservations under spaceship earth or near guest services talking to a cast member on tv right i remember that, that was cutting edge technology so and you know if they told you that you know the rose and crown was full you said well what's available and they told you everything that was available for the day at that time, the only reservation that we could never get, because you had to do it the first thing in the morning, was there used to, they, the reservations were free, but you had to have a reservation for the Golden Horseshoe Review. And those, you, they told you, you really have to be in the park the minute the door opens. And we never could get a reservation for that because it was, I mean, there were, I forget what there were. They told us there were 80 seats for the whole day. But anything else, I, it never seemed that it was an effort. And I'm not talking when the Magic Kingdom was just the only park there. I'm talking, you know, we've been around for the opening of every park, and I never remember having an issue for it. It was always, we'll just do what we do, you know? I mean, and I think part of me, you asked me what's changed. This is almost a military procedure now to plan for this event. Somebody on the boards posted something that blew my mind. I, her words were, is her, her expectation high? And she said she doesn't go into anything in her life with as high an expectation as she does going to Disney World. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, you know, a lot of us feel that way. I just think, do we now know? I thought it was a great question. It was a fantastic question. Do we know too much to enjoy the parks? Now, I'm going to be honest. I have a lot of, there's a lot of nostalgia in my appreciation of what was. Right. And I try to see past that sort of hazy nostalgia that everything was better then because there are things that I think are superb now. I think Disney food has gotten better. Um, I, I agree wholeheartedly there. I love the fact that the choices are, I don't even know what the right word is. They're so exponentially, more, exponentially larger. Yeah, more than I mean, before. I was coming when it was only the magic kingdom, but I can also say that something else that's I, I railed about this since the day we started the podcast. I think Disney is now homogenized. Mm -hmm. That there used to be a magic shop yep. on Main Street, and there was something special underneath the castle. And if you wanted a Frontierland toy, that was always my brother. He wanted the Davy Crockett hat and the gun. And then there was a Tomorrowland section where you got the sort of futuristic stuff, and that was always the stuff that interested me. But you. Other than maybe that Mickey Mouse back scratcher that everybody has, 
you didn't find the same things in every you had to go to other parts of the park to do it right what i also got I from that. that was there was the sense of discovery right. is mm-hmm. almost gone mm-hmm. but isn't that true of the internet in general hasn't the internet in general taken away the sense of discovery for almost anything well it's you a double-edged sword with us i mean this is what we do for a living so it's not like i can say this is bad it's I, there are people who there are people who listen to us for this information right and i think had this happened when I was younger, I would have been one of those people. But what, being one of the people who has both experiences, I wonder if we're, we're too well informed. That there's no sense of, <gasps> there's no, oh, oh look what's moment. changed. I came around right. the corner and that's different this year. Well, I think, I think part of it too is that, you know, the nature, and I think this is just going to be a very freewheeling discussion. There's not an awful lot of structure to this segment. I'm just warning everybody up front. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, one of the, the nature of, and I won't even say the internet in general, I'll speak more directly to the Diz because, you know, I know what, I know what was in my head when I, when I, when I created it, um, that I was that military commando planner every minute of the day. I, we had an itinerary. We were estimating how long we were going to be in line, how we could get, you know, how long it was going to take us to go from spaceship Earth over to the land. Um, we had, you know, it was insane, but it was absolutely part of the experience for me. That was, I, you know, and the only information in those days for me that I had was what I still consider to be the best guidebook uh, for Disney, the unofficial guide. Um uh, to Disney World, I consider that to be the best, uh, the best guidebook out there um, for funny. Disney. I never had a, I've never and had a Disney guidebook. I I used to refer to that as the Bible, and I had every edition of that that came out every year, and every free moment I had at work, I my head was buried in that book. The only other information I had were the official brochures from Disney, and the poor cast members at Central Reservations that I would keep on the phone for an hour asking them <laughs> questions about everything and changing my reservations and changing my dates and changing this and changing that. And so, you know, that was kind of what the impetus behind the Diz was. Um, and that, you know, you have to have all this information to plan your trip. I still feel that to some degree, in order to get the most value for your money, at Disney World because of the number of options and the things that Disney doesn't tell you, that you do have to do that research to a point. I think the problem comes in when you make those plans and then insist that if every part of that plan doesn't happen exactly the way you set it up, then your vacation is ruined and your children need therapy. Can I ask you a question? That's, I think, where the problem comes from. I was thinking of back to those early days of (laughs) us traveling to Walt Disney World. I don't remember the things that I missed. I don't remember those trips and going, exactly. oh, you know what? We didn't get on such and such a ride or something was closed. You remember the things that happened that were good. Mm-hmm. And it seems like so much is focused on this was closed and this has changed and this is different that this affected our trip. I don't remember that traveling. Those aren't part of my Exactly. Memories. I mean, and, and that's as a commando planner. I don't, I, I can't tell you what I can't even really tell you what rides we were on and what rides we weren't on 20 years ago. I can tell you who I was there with, though. And I can tell you that the general feeling and the experience that I came away from that trip with, that's what stays with me 20 years later. And I think some of that tends to get lost. I never, you know, even though I went in with these commando plans, I never went in 
saying, if we don't get to do this, if we don't get to do that, the entire trip is ruined. Um, I still enjoyed it. Um, now, for me, that, you know, for you and, and for you, Richard, um, you know, that, that experience started in the early 70s. You were, you've become to Disney World every year since, since yeah, it opened. I remember you waited in line. I don't remember the wait in line. I remember the ride. You know, like <laughs> right. you said, I remember, I think it was Space Mountain. You just used to have a seatbelt. You know, you didn't have a lap bar or anything. You just got in there. You know, I don't even know if they measured you. You just got in line and Hope it was for the an best. hour wait. You just <laughs> right, stood in there. Exactly. But, you know, it was so, Space Mountain was so cutting edge at the time. You were just mesmerized going through the halls and through the queue line. Right. And you're like, and then when they added the soundtrack to it, you know, that was a big improvement. And, and look where they've come with Rock and Roller Coaster, you mm. know. It's synced, you know. It's just totally amazing to see. Um, but the magic shop, you know, that that's something I do miss. And um, if I'm not mistaken, there used to be a cigar Indian. Was there one here? He's still out still, there. Is it still out? He's still out there. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, but we always stayed at the campgrounds. No, we got him. Yeah. And, and and at the campgrounds, a lot has changed. I I rode the train around. I still have my ticket for riding the train you around know. fort wilderness for, yeah fort wilderness oh i didn't realize they had a train oh yeah and the tracks are still there it was a narrow train you know um and there are people if you go to the boards that have posted pictures where they go on their trips and their whole trip is to find the track <laughs> you know i was there when river country opened mm. um and and i swam in the lakes you know the truck this little truck i mean i'm sorry that oh. truck used to drive through the loops at the campground and it was basically the store you only had the one store at the time but that had all the chips bread you know it didn't have cold meat and stuff but when you guys camped i'm like wow you guys would have really enjoyed the truck coming by because it was like the ice cream truck yeah. but it was a panhandler cool. and that is me you know standing in line with my chips in my hand but. and for those for those listening not watching we'll post these pictures uh on the show notes page disunplugged.com and you know it, it was there's a lot you can and I do agree. I think we do have too much information. Um, I know this is a little off, but I worked in the wrestling business for a little while and still, but the internet's killed the the wrestling to the sports entertainment. You know, and, and like Scotty, when he was on the show, he could tell you probably because he traveled doing the little high school show. So yeah, you know, the internet is great, but it has also the double-edged sword yeah it, it is and i'll try to get as much info as i can but i don't want to be i'm the kind of person that likes to see behind the scenes when we go to the circus i'm out of the corner of my eye i'm trying to see what the next act is coming out and so it's it's like okay i don't want to ruin it but i also am intrigued by everything i remember we used to stay at the uh the contemporary mm-hmm. and one of the things that we thought was really cool was you got a little pass a monorail pass and you could not take the hotel train unless you had a monorail pass there was a, the train that took you to the parking lot and stuff like that into the park but you couldn't go to the hotel unless you had a monorail pass and you had to show them before you got on that you had a place to stay at the contemporary hmm. and that was Again, it might be nostalgia or the the rememberings of a four, thirteen or fourteen year old kid, but that seemed very, that seemed special, and it, it's kind of like mass transit now. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's I find that the parks have become so crowded. I also find a huge entitlement issue mm. that people there 
believe that because they spent a lot of money on their vacation that they deserve to be first, they deserve to be next, they deserve something more, they deserve special treatment. And I seem, maybe it's me, maybe I'm a magnet for it, maybe I'm just aware of it. But it seems that that's changed. The other thing was, I remember my mom commenting, I don't know if we lived in a dirty environment or every place we went, there was litter. It was 1971. I remember my mom raving about how clean Disney World was, that you saw nothing. And I, I, I think back and I think, well, I thought we lived in a nice area. Apparently it was dirty, though. Well, there was a, there's a, a couple of comments that we gotten on Facebook that kind of go to some of the things you've been talking about from uh, Susie Harloff. Uh, to me, the only changes that have been not so good have been the increased amount of rudeness, impatience, and oblivious behavior demonstrated by guests. I love the expansions, love the new resorts, and I love the new FastPass Plus in my Disney experience. I just can't stand watching other guests be horrible human beings to cast members and anyone else they come across. I just want to yell at them, you don't deserve to be here. Um, and I think we've all experienced that, that there definitely seems to, and I think that's more generational than anything else. Mm -hmm. As time has gone on, I think people just in general have become more entitled. I had that sense I think of- that's probably true. That sense of specialness, um, and uh, sometimes with no good reason. Um, you also talked about uh, the nostalgia, and Matthew McDonald uh, wrote, uh, it's a sign of the technological age we live in, but the biggest change to me is in the attractions and the use of screens and video as opposed to classic ride-throughs and audio animatronics. We always list our favorites like Haunted Mansion and Pirates, partly because of nostalgia, but mostly because of that Disney magic and charm. Nowadays, we have attractions like Soren and Toy Story Midway Mania, which while being a ride-through is solely to bring you to another screen, both of these new attractions are great and innovative in their own way, but part of me believes Disney can still reinvent the classic model using current technology and bring new e-ticket level ride ride-throughs. That's why I love the Little Mermaid yeah, ride. Oh, yeah. That was a great ride. Because it was I apologize. I oh, you go ahead. Up. It was it was old Disney. My favorite attraction at Disney World was always the Mickey Mouse Review, where they came up out of the uh, out of the floor. I love that. You saw all the characters up on stage. I would never have put those in those words, but I agree with them 100%. The other thing I will say, speaking to that, is I think we've kind of come back around. I think uh, Little Mermaid Ride is coming back around to that old Disney. I think Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is going to be more of the old Disney. So I don't think that we've gone to just projections. I think they've used that technology where it was appropriate, and now we're going on to You see, now, um, for me, um, personally, I think the integration of technology in these attractions has made it better right. um, that you know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a tech freak I love technology and I think um, one of the areas where I think Disney has just continuously hit, has improved and continued to be as cutting edge and innovative as they always were is Walt Disney Imagineering especially in the Lasseter era um, I think John Lasseter brought a sense of energy and wonder and almost a childlike enthusiasm to kind of blending that storytelling, um, the characters, the technology, and creating these really cool, uh, these really cool new attractions. I still, I think there's an enormous amount of talent and ability Absolutely. in Walt Disney Imagineering. And you know, my only complaint would be they probably aren't given enough money. Um, to do what they want to do. And they they should really be given, especially with the way Disney's making money right now, they're pretty much printing it. What was that? Craig, was that you? It was a motorcycle. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
Disney he had earlier. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. Um, you know, Disney's practically printing money, and I think whatever Imagineering's budget is, it probably isn't enough. But um, Julie, what are some of the changes that you've seen uh, in your time? That mine are all nostalgic. I don't. I've never planned a trip to Disney. Um, I went when I was five in 1985, and my second time was in 2000 with Corey. Um, my parents planned the first trip, and my grandparents, and Corey planned the second one. <laughs> and most, <laughs> um, most of our little staycations and stuff that we do, he plans. Um, that's, you know, Corey is a very type A personality, and, and we both kind of are, but one, somebody has to give in, that's usually me. Did your husband talk to you about how something's coming up that that's, you're going to have to... Yes, but okay. he's going to do all the planning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see, I wanted you to do it. No, I'm just teasing. But, um, you know, for me, uh, I'm Mr. Toad. Everybody knows that. I'm a huge proponent of Mr. Toad. I love the movie, um, even the packaged films, you know, Mr. Uh, the Adventures of Mr. of Mr. Ichabod, Mr. Toad and Ichabod. Um, actually, I watched it with the kids last night. I, I showed them for the first time this film. And... It was very exciting, and you know he's kind of crazy, so they were, you know, they were really into it. But I didn't realize that it was taken away in 1998. Like I, I wasn't sure about the time frame. I was just still in high school. And so I, I really remember didn't care about the this. absolute. Insane it was an uproar. I read a lot. There were toad ins, people wearing green shirts and picketing and not wanting it to go away. Which I think I would have been one of those people if I had been in the know. <laughs> as far as I think those people as, are nostalgic, also. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but also for me, the flamingos at Epcot, they used to have. Um, mm-hmm. I have a photo from 2000. Mm-hmm. I had to scan this because <laughs> I just had the photo. Right, it was an actual photo. Um, this was my first trip uh, with Corey in 2000. I had not been since 1985. We had a fabulous time. You can see this is right um, under the bridge going over to Mexico. Um, I'm trying to remember that. Talking about things that used to be. Yeah. When you used to drive into the Magic Kingdom. That road that takes you into the parking kiosk, that center section used to be lined with topiaries. Hmm. Hmm. Of all the Disney characters. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was, and, you know, it was a big deal. Do you remember that? Yeah. I, it seemed like there were a lot more topiaries, you know, throughout property. You know, you would right. see right. them. I mean, and it was, it's some of the things missed, like I said, over at Fort Wilderness, they had pe- peacocks just roaming about, you know. I and, remember that. Um, now they have turkeys. I got a few pictures the last turkeys time I was there. Are, well, turkeys are not as aggressive. I think yeah, that's probably so why. Peacock, yeah. like, we have turkeys in our yard. So yeah, that's it's right. Kind of a Florida thing. Right. You <laughs> don't get a lot of peacocks, but yeah. we do get. Sorry. I also, um, Mickey and Minnie's house. I can't take Ferris and Finley to see their house anymore at the Magic Kingdom. I can't do Mr. Toad or Mickey and Minnie's house. I have to take them to California. And you should. Which is okay, but that's not going to be for quite a few years. I don't think we're ready for that, you know, West Coast trip just yet. Um, but. One of my absolute favorite things I've ever done was riding in the front of the monorail with Taylor. Yeah, and unfortunately. And unfortunately, I know why we can't, um, but it was special and exciting to be able to do that. And Taylor, of course, is your a little sister. Yes, this was in 2007, so seven years ago. She doesn't look like that anymore, and neither do I. Um, <laughs> but those are just some of the things that I felt, you know, when this question came in. Of course, Mr. Toad pops into my head immediately, but these are just some of the other things that I'm like, I wish were still around. And I understand I can go to Animal Kingdom and see flamingos. But that's because it's Animal Kingdom. Seeing them at Epcot was more special to me. I understand. You know, yeah. now you I, have to look down and just see the giant fish in the bay or whatever. I think one of the things I think is that going to Disney World, I got to do things that I could not do anywhere else. And now that's kind of bled out of the park. 
there's places you can I mean it's still Disney but you can go see sort of 3D technology at the mm-hmm. movie theater now you know what I mean it's right. kind of it. this was you had to be inside the gates to see those things mm-hmm. I didn't see anything 3D until I saw Michael Jackson's uh, the what's it Captain, Captain Neo. Neo. Yeah, yeah. I had never seen anything like that until I came to Disney Oh, another uh, some feedback on our Facebook page from uh, George Sherman uh, on the positive side are things like New Fantasyland, uh, which I agree with, and the changes to Flower and Garden this year. Uh, Animal Kingdom was definitely a, a great addition, and of course the new resorts and additions to the resorts over the last fifteen years. <clears throat> and again, somebody saying the overall food uh, quality on property has gotten much better. On the negative side is the high price of food, how outdated Future World at Epcot has become, how irrelevant Hollywood Studios has become. Agree, agree, agree. Uh, the amount of animatronics, the number of animatronics that go unfixed for months or years and how unreliable the internal bus system has become. You talk about animatronics. I just want to make a point of experience. Uh, I was in the Magic Kingdom not too long ago and on Buzz Lightyear. You know, I love that ride. I love that ride. It it was dilapidated is the only word I can use. Wow. Things weren't working. These cars were just, I mean, dirty. These cars were dirty. The, the guns on the car. I mean, I was like, I want to wash my hands when I'm done because these things are filthy. Um, and I'm like, what happened here? What happened here? We went on a carousel of uh, progress. And in one of the, you know, in one of the theaters, the overhead speaker was blown out. Really, how much trouble is it to get maintenance to change an overhead speaker? Um, why are you letting these attractions get so run down? I was stunned. There are missing seal, missing drop ceiling tiles, and it's a small world where they're all supposed to be blue sky. And this is for me, you know, when I look at some of the changes, some of the negatives that I see. Um, that you know, there was a time when Disney prided itself on these atten- the, the attention to these types of details, those types of details. Um, I can remember, you know, in the in the Eisner era, because that was when I started coming to Disney World in the early '90s, and the Eisner era was just starting to kick in, and um, how it was, they always made a big deal about the service. It was a level of service you really didn't find anywhere else and they push that you'll notice they don't push that anymore because i'm not saying the service is bad but the service is about as good as you get a lot of other places it's no longer special i'm not saying there aren't amazing cast members out there that still bring that old service and charm to it um i'm just saying there are a lot fewer and a lot further between Talking about service, I remember in the early 70s, I'm going to guess 73, we had driven from Albany, New York to Walt Disney World, and the water pump on our car broke while we were staying at the Contemporary Resort. And someone came from the service station where by the gas station, came and got our car, took it to the service station, and then came and got us to come back and get the car after it was repaired and I went back looking for information it was $22 now I realize <laughs> prices have changed right, right. but I bet you if your car breaks down no one's yeah. coming from the service station to get you anymore Right, right. I think service is also a function of 
size and how busy they are and how much bigger the resort is. You know, this is a staffing issue. No, I think this is the fact that they have chosen to do most of their staffing through the college program. And you're turning over your staff. You're turning over thousands of people every six months. You cannot invest the time you know, to train them, to give them the kind of training that they need in order to maintain that when you have chosen to go the route. And I'm not saying that the college program is a bad thing. I just don't think that virtually every spot on property should be staffed. Um, There was a time that, you know, Disney was, you know, to get a job at Disney, it was a real chance for for upward mobility. um, And it wasn't a terrible job. Um, Now they've turned it into a basically, it's a a temp house. Um, it's it's just, it's temporary staffing um, in mass, and as a result of that, and that's when Disney said, okay, we're not going to pay so much attention to you know we're not going to call out uh, our our great service anymore. Uh, one of the things I remember, if anybody watched Roseanne when it was on, when she went to Disney World, mm-hmm. and um, how uh, a, a Disney cast member, like you know, when she got home from her trip, like a Disney cast member came in to like she forgot something to give it to her, just to kind of, you know, drive home that 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 amazing service. You're not going to see anything. You're going to see Disney pushing anything like that anymore, um, because they can't. They can't live up to it. In those days, they could. Um, now, with that said, you know, the expansion of Disney World has been extraordinary. Um, I agree that Hollywood Studios is so irrelevant right now. It's not funny. Hopefully, with some of the new acquisitions, Marvel, uh, uh, Lucasfilms, Star Wars, obviously, maybe some of that will change. But right now, it's just, it's the least, it is now my least favorite park. It is the, I will not go, I don't go we there. We only go there to go to the, art of, the animation courtyard to do Disney Junior Live for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, because there's character meet and greets back there, so we can do that. And they love the Little Mermaid show. Um, there's really, you know, or play on the, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground. The only reason you get me in there now is to eat at Brown Derby or if we're throwing a Christmas party. Mm. And we've rented at, we've rented out Pixar Place. Um, outside of that, I don't have any desire whatsoever to go to uh, Hollywood Studios. But I do think, um, as others have said, the increase and in quality and scope of food. I, I mean, really, there's very few places on earth you're going to find that many options and that many different dining experiences um and they've really gotten so good at doing it well um i agree and the resorts the resorts while you know people will say oh you know for 400 dollars a night i could stay to four seasons yet you could but that four seasons well until up, up this year but uh normally you stay at a four seasons um and it's gonna, you're not gonna have a, a you know, world class theme parks within walking distance. That's part of what you're paying for when you stay at, at Disney resorts. But I think, I love the resorts. I love the resorts. I think the Polynesian and the Contemporary are two amazing resorts. I think Fort Wilderness is an experience like you can't have anywhere else. I think the boardwalk is fantastic. Do you think, going back to the original question of do you know too much, do you think you enjoyed your trips more? Before? I think I'm a bad judge of that because, you know, for me, it wasn't, you know, for me in starting the site in, in starting Dreams Unlimited, um, I got to see how the sausage was made. Right. And that, you know, for a while there, that really kind of took the wind out of my sails. It wasn't quite so magical anymore. Um, that has been changing for me recently. I'll be honest. That has been changing for me, which I'm really glad. But, 
you know, a, a lot of, you know, the real, when, when, you, when you ask somebody, when the question gets asked, is the magic gone? That's up to you. Mm-hmm. That's up to you. It's all about your attitude. It's all about, you know, am I going to go there saying I have to have this experience or am I going to go there saying this is the experience I'm planning for, but I'm wide open. Right. I'm wide open. I think our experience with that dine with a animal expert is what changed my mind. I have been on a downward spiral that spiral and that changed it. Mm-hmm. It's made me feel like there are experiences out there that can remind me of what used to be what and again, I, I don't mean to belittle anybody else's experience who's experiencing it for it for the first time. I, I definitely see this through nostalgic glasses, but this is what reminded me this reminds me of what I loved about Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go back to Sean, and uh, he had some interesting observations. Yeah, so mine are basically along the same lines as Julie, very nostalgic kind of things that you remember. Um, and as I was kind of thinking of things to list, they're just kind of like small little moments or experiences that aren't there anymore. And it's kind of sad to think back, think about, uh, think about them and realize that no one will be able to do this again, kind of like sitting in the front of the monorail. Um, so some of them were like watching the cartoons in Casey's Corner on the bleachers. Those are gone now. Um, same kind of thing with watching the cartoons on the, in the Main Street Cinema. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to just kind of hang out there. If it was hot outside, go inside, watch the cartoons, and just chill out for a while. Um, Another one is kind of just exploring Center Street on Main Street. So it used to be the full width. And I think around 2000, 2001, they combined it to be the Emporium. But that street used to cut across the whole thing. And they had flower carts and different kind of little things out there. Um, There were a bunch of different little shops. It was kind of cool to just explore. It made it a little bit more... uh, more immersive, I think. I have caricatures that my brother and I were allowed to go into the parks by ourselves when we were younger. And I was, and I think again at the early 70s. And to surprise my mom and dad, we had our caricatures done way in the back there. And we still have those. Yeah. Those, those things are gone. Was it the paper ones, like where they cut it out? Or no, this no. was an actual. Okay, well, uh, they did the paper uh, ones too. Uh, back did, in there. The mm-hmm. silhouettes. Yeah. yeah, the silhouettes. And, that's there's so much that has changed and and now that i bring my daughter and her friends well you know they're like well we can't get on this ride it's too long well this they make it their trip they'll go back to the campground or for staying at the poly during christmas and they'll rent the boats you know they it's it is what you make it i mean so many times I have a vision of, okay, I want them to experience what I did, but it's not there. So I have to just let them develop their own. Their like, own I memories. grew up everything. You know, I I developed my business around Walt's theories of, and, and I, I think that part of the problem is the the um, school program or the, you know, college program. We had two kids from our town, and our town is about 1,100, 1,200 people, depending on the season, that worked in the um, – you know, in the Disney program last year, which is very, I was like excited and they loved it. But one of them, it wasn't for her. You know, she said, okay, after I'm done, I'm out. The other one comes back, even though she got her teaching degree. And this is, you know, it, if it's going to be your career, you're going to make the most of mm-hmm. what, like when my aunt who hadn't been in years and her daughter worked here, she came back and she said, you know, when it first opened, all the workers were young and, and, now they're older you know and i said well it's because they were the career people who stayed you know and and she was just trying to say you know it's sort of like sort of sad that it's the older people that are working but really i think if they rented the amway center and broke down sections and had them come in there for a big rah-rah cheer section of this is what disney 
um, philosophy was and get back to the basics and, and weed out the you know the cast members or they're just there for temp serve you know temp mm-hmm. it could be just unreal they i mean nobody could touch them you know now as i that's, got older that, that's that's interesting as i got older i'm bad about if i see something a little crooked i'll you know i want people to have that magical you know at the poly there was a lamp just looked like someone backed a golf cart into it and just left it so i'm over there trying to fix it and make it straight <laughs> you know because i want to give people that experience of i'll just complain about it yeah but um, um, want something for along free. those lines and you guys were talking earlier about people feeling entitled um it's not just the adults it's their children too they're passing these things down so um finley was coloring a duffy bear at the mexico kid cot <clears throat> And there was a mother staying there with her son, waiting patiently for someone to either sort of make space for him or if someone got up. Well, a child got up, and her son sat down, and she stood right behind him. And he's coloring, and you could see he was a little bit shy about reaching for the markers and stuff. And another kid comes over. This parent, not oblivious to what's happening, not watching her child, um, bumps this kid out of the chair. He sits down in the chair with the, the first child basically bumps him out of the chair and starts coloring for himself and this little guy the little shy one of course he just he moved on out of the way and and didn't say anything and i'm i just sit and sit there watching you know do you think the parents said something like you get in there it's your turn you should go when you should get a seat no or do you think, this no. was a child who was just sort of running around and being crazy mm-hmm. i would kind of been observing him the whole time because i was standing <laughs> That's there the reason well right i have there. to say i apologize i have i felt so bad for the mother standing there because there was no other parent she wasn't going to correct this random stranger's child um she took some markers and took her son over on the floor to color but and when i left i said I'm really sorry that happened. She's like, well, it's not your fault. I said, I know that. I know it's not my fault. I don't work here. It's not a part of my job. I said, but I just wanted you to know that I saw what happened, and it made me feel really bad for you and for your child. That There wasn't another parent there to just say, "Um, no, Johnny, it's not your spot. You shouldn't be bumping people out of the way. Right. The last time we were in one of the parks, I heard a kid say to their mother, no, we're done. Let's go. And I think to myself, that tells me something horrible. What what are you not doing? Mm. How could a kid be done? Oh, Finley, she's so horrible when we have to leave. Well, but I don't want to go. <laughs> I, I have a question for Sean. Sean, you yeah. are very enthusiastic about the new stuff that comes into the parks. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this stuff that was gone. And I realize the stuff you mentioned, in my opinion, isn't being replaced. But some of the things that go away are replaced by cool things that you like. Exactly, yeah. So is that the trade-off sort of to something going away that you loved that perhaps something better is going to come in? Or is it just... Yeah, that's how I feel. But so I, I know it's listing these, these these things that are gone, and it's it's right. It sounds a little negative when you list all these things that are, are have left. But I think you're right. I think that the expectation, and usually it is met, that Disney will replace them with new experiences, better things. So like some of these things, you know, different shops came in. But another one I was listing that I wrote down was actually Sunset Point at the Poly, um, which I absolutely loved. I thought it was the best place to go. Watch the fireworks, just hang out, sit around, you know, with friends. And now it's gone and they're putting up the new uh, cabanas or whatever. For the DVC, Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's going to be beautiful. I really do. And I think that's going to be a cool experience to be able to stay in those little bungalows on the water. But at the same time, it is sad that no one will ever to ever be able to stand out there and watch the fireworks. But you know, you're getting something. Right, in but return. things things are supposed to change. Exactly. Um, you yes. know, uh, I remember you know being upset hearing that they were adding characters to Small World out in Disneyland, and you know, then hearing Marty Sklar say, "It's not supposed to be a museum. This is." A, 
Walt wanted this to change. Walt wanted this to evolve and grow. And, you know, so I, I want to spend time talking about the changes that we like. I hear a lot of negativity right. going around this table right now. <laughs> and I want to hear about the things that are good. Um, we'll start with you. All right. I think the biggest thing is that there's more. There's more choices. There's more places to stay. There's more places to eat. There's more attractions. So I think the fact that Disney is always growing, it's not just about taking away a ride and replacing it with another ride. They're always looking to make things better. Um, even beyond the resorts and the parks and stuff, Disney's also improving their infrastructure. So, you know, you look at things like roads are being built and access points are being built. So. The positive to me is that there's always something there that's new to go and see and do, but there's also something for everybody. So you may not like this thing that's gone away. You may be sad that your favorite attraction's gone away, but there's a ton of other cool stuff coming in. Well, I know since I started coming, you know, like the addition of Animal Kingdom. Right. Um, a whole park. It's an entire park. Uh, the addition of Disney Cruise Line, although that's not Disney World per se. Um, you know, you want to know where Disney service is alive, well, and living in the suburbs? out in Port Canaveral. Um, I think that uh, some of the things that have not gone away, uh, for example, the absolutely stunning firework shows that take place virtually every night, during at least during busy seasons, in the Magic Kingdom. Illuminations. In my opinion, the best, 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 best uh, nighttime show. Well, now I can't say that. World of Color. I gotta give it to World of Color, but Illuminations is a really close second. That's been consistent now for how many years? Um, they've made changes to it, but those changes have always been positive and they've always made it better. Um, you take a look at something recently, this uh, new Festival of Fantasy Parade in the Magic Kingdom, just absolutely incredible. Um, the, the resorts that have been added, Animal Kingdom Lodge, probably one of the most innovative resorts I've ever seen. There's a damn savanna <laughs> with animals right outside of your balcony. I, outside of Africa, I don't know too many places where you could probably have that experience. Um, and have you noticed the prices at Animal Kingdom Lodge have mm -hmm. gone insane? Well, the other thing, the flip side of that too, is you know, with the more stuff, with the extra stuff that's been added since we started going, there's now a whole category of value resort. So mm -hmm. you know, that opens up a whole different. Uh, avenue for people to travel who couldn't afford to travel before to come to Walt Disney World. So that's in addition to it. Yeah, the great, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge is terrific. It could be on the pricey side. And, you know, you can go and you can stay at the All-Stars too. Right. But you exactly. can go visit the Animal Kingdom Lodge for free. Right. That's one of the best things is of the changes, like when we came, like Kevin was early on and you had Contemporary, you had Polynesian, you had Fort Wilderness. And Fort Wilderness was pretty much tense back then. Yeah. We didn't Fort have Wilderness the RV. We also, have, it was like it was a different place. It wasn't, it's still that way. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, it was Disney. I mean, it was like you went to an entirely different place. But now with all the added um, resorts, you have so great themed. So there's so much greatness in each resort. Mm -hmm. um, we, My niece is coming when we come back in June, the first week of June. And her family and their two young kids are staying at the all-star movies um, we're gonna stay in our camper and you know but they can crisscross her little kids are so excited to come and make s'mores at our campfire mm -hmm. you know there's just 
there's so much and to see the new seven um uh, seven dwarfs mine train it's the first ride i believe that you can walk around the entire ride it's it's you know that's right it's oh, so okay. exciting you know but and and like you said what we lost was the sky buckets well you know i love those but really you just went from one side to the other you yeah. know but it was at that time that was cutting you know you're like going over disney you're sort of getting to see the tops of the buildings but i mean there's it is all in what you make it I mean, right and exactly. that's anything in life but you know where you stay i mean they they not only theme but they have events in each resort geared towards that resort you know um we just you know it's just amazing that some people can leave like you said with such a negative mm-hmm. um i always sit and my wife and i because we come we come four or five times a year my wife and i will sit and watch people and they'll say well, you're going to enjoy this you know well we've always been like hey it's your trip you make this trip <laughs> yours and you know we're not ever going to tell our daughter we paid this much or that much you, you better know. enjoy yourself yeah i mean because she's not going to enjoy herself she's going to be so nervous to have fun where my parents always just said have fun you know the worst trouble i ever got in i got on the boat and went back to the fort wilderness before my family did (laughs) and my dad was freaking out you know he couldn't find me (laughs) but when he finally did it was a relief but he also knew kindly it was disney safe right i I mean you got to watch them right and i was probably not the smartest child for doing that at six years old but oh Oh, six yeah yeah, that's a little young you know it's the same picture i mean so you know i was young (laughs) but that's how i knew the park and they didn't really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, what about you? Uh, well, I, I love all new rides that come in. I'm, I'm big on that. Um, my last favorite one, I think, was probably the reimagining of Star Tours. Uh, I, I'll go on that every time. I love it. I, that's the only thing worth going on anymore for me in Hollywood studios. Uh, but then, then again, I'm a geek. But my issue that I have with all that is being a cast member, I got the chance to not, I I wasn't allowed to, but we still did, but I got to go in and see like Cranium Command and just see Buzzy sitting there in a black room, turned off. I mean, they're not doing anything with him anymore. Food Rocks is still sitting there in just perfect condition, but just everything turned off and dark. Every time you get on boats going between Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness, you see Discovery Island and and uh, River Country. And that's all the stuff that I kind of grew up with. So mm-hmm. I, I do wish that they would fill in those caps because right now they're just sitting there all sad. I mean, granted, people aren't supposed to go up to them right. and mess around, but that's that's a different discussion for it's a different, different time. They put something cool and different in there. I, yeah. I agree with what you're saying. It's sad to see it sort of go to waste. Yeah, and that's that's where my negativity comes in uh, with the nostalgia part. But I I do love all the the new things that come out. I mean, I'm I'm there, and in my ask my uh, oops, uh, I don't think I said anything bad, but um, <laughs> my my whole point of view on it is. I like being able to go back on YouTube now and look at everything that happened before. That's kind of why I have my job, and that's that's what we do. We document all this stuff to help mm-hmm. plan vacations. But then again, in 10 years, YouTube's still going to be around. All these videos are still going to be around. And if you miss them, that's that's what it's there for. So embrace new change in that kind of fashion because it, it, there's now a place for it. Well, the change is going to happen whether you want it to or not. And... You know, your level of happiness with an experience is going to be commensurate with your willingness to embrace that change. 
um, because you're not going to stop it. We could rail all we want. You know, all the yelling and petitions about Starbucks on Main Street didn't stop Starbucks from showing up on Main Street. Um, these things are going to change. It's the law of impermanence. Everything's always changing. It's whether or not we're willing to embrace it. We create the misery. We create the misery by, you know, we can honor that nostalgia. We can honor those memories. Those were great experiences. But we can't repeat them. We can't repeat them. You can't have the same experience twice in the same way. You can have new experiences based on that. But I think that's where people, and I know this is true for myself, that's where I, where I go off the reservation, is when I'm trying to repeat an experience because I have this nostalgic memory, and of course, it never lives up to that. It can't. You can't do it again. You can have experiences based on that memory, new experiences based on that memory, but you can't relive what you did 20 years ago. And, you know, I think part of it, you know, when, you, <laughs> when people get, I mean, it's okay to be nostalgic and it's okay to get misty about those things you miss, but when it becomes anger and it becomes like this railing against, uh, against the machine, so to speak, for changing, um, you're making yourself miserable. And, you know, I, the people who are planning the vacations, you're setting the tone for your family. You're setting the tone for the people who are traveling with you. And if you're miserable, guess what? They're probably going to be miserable, too. And I think if you're going to take on the responsibility of planning the vacation for your family, then you have to take on that responsibility as well. And I, I know for me, look, when I was hanging out in the parks a few weeks ago, I had a plan. I had a plan, but it didn't materialize exactly the way I wanted it to. And I got to let you know, with as a last-minute trip, I got Be Our Guest for dinner. I got Be Our Guest for lunch. I got Le Cellier for lunch. And I could have had Le Cellier for dinner, too, if I wanted it. And the only thing that annoyed me, I wish we had a screenshot of it. I'll have to put one up on Facebook. The My Disney Experience app. Every time I went to do something, change a fast pass reservation, it aired out. Oh. Nine out of every ten times it aired out. You know, the only pro that's the only problem I have with the changes of Fast Pass Plus is that Disney makes us rely on their internet-based technology, which sucks. They have been terrible at implementing that technology. They can't keep a booking engine running. And I had nothing but problems. And it wasn't just on this phone. Because I carry, I know I'm insane, I carry three different phones with me. An iPhone, an Android phone, and a Windows 8 phone. Trying it on all of them. Now on Windows 8, you can't get the app, but on the, I got the Nokia 1520, and I have to tell you, going to the mobile version of their website is a better experience and less error prone, to be honest with you, than using the app on the iPhone or the Android. <clears throat> that was my experience. But I think that's some of what people need to kind of keep in mind is that the nostalgia is good, but when you expect it to stay the way it was 20 years ago, hmm. it's an unreasonable expectation. Tell me anything in your life, anything in any of our lives, that's exactly the same as it was 20 years ago. Someone brought up a good point, though. There's not a lot of things in our life that have the emotional attachment that Disney has. I'm not this emotionally attached to any other company or any other <laughs> yeah. business. I, my youth was not invested in any no, other I, business. I understand that. And, and, and I think that, 
that explains the passion behind mm-hmm. it. Right. And I think that, that explains the nostalgia. But our, but our uh, oh, absolutely. But it doesn't, you know, our emotional attachment doesn't change the fact no, it this doesn't. is going to change. And I, I, I want to keep that emotional attachment. I want to keep that emotional attachment to the experiences I had 20 years ago, the memories and the experiences that I had uh, over that time. But I also want to be open to making new ones. I think that's why I enjoyed this question so much. Yeah. Do you think, do you think we know too much to enjoy it the way we used to do? And I thought it was really thought-provoking. It seems that a lot of people did. There's a lot of great responses. That's on a that phenomenal thread. response. It's think, a great thread. Think about this, though. You thought we talk about the things that are missing since, uh, you know, that was nostalgic to us that have gone and that we miss. What happens if nothing changed since that time? We'd be complaining. Right. It's old and we're bored. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's That's not big enough. It's coming back. I think right. we need to give Connie ten forty two some credit. She's actually the person who started it. It was her post. So, Connie, I think it's a great question. And it's great. I mean. Wasn't it Walt that said that this is a le- uh, breathing, living thing that he wanted it to grow? I mean, and change. And and I don't mind. I love the change. I embrace the change. I like I said, we miss some of the things. The magic shop. I mean, because as a kid, that was spelled. You know, I mean, my daughter loves those magic shops. You know, she's just intrigued with going in and still and buys those little fifteen dollar gadgets. And I'm like, it's not going to work when you get it home. <laughs> but that I'm not when you're an adult too. I just want she you needs to, to hang out with Corey. He's a great magician. Oh, really? <laughs> she would love that. Because, but you know, you just have to. It's a vacation. You just, you know, the cruise line. That's what they keep telling you. You're on vacation. Just relax. relax. And, and 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 we do. And we come. And I know we're blessed to come four times five times a year from alabama and have annual passes and but even so when we make our little quick trips we gotta you know we know there's going to be something different each time and and that's the greatness of disney well i think something that that people should probably keep in mind is that you can go ahead and plan for your vacation i think where people get disappointed is when they try and plan the outcome exactly and you can't i mean it's funny you didn't come around to me but i was going to tell you the thing that bothers me the most is hearing somebody say if this doesn't happen my vacation will be ruined. right and i think to myself i want to throttle people like that i also want you to know <laughs> i really do and it's sad i also want you to know that i don't think i think disney's changed but i think more importantly i've changed mm-hmm. and i think i finally start my knees hurt yeah. My knees didn't hurt when I was 11. I can't, I can't walk as fast as I used right. to. <laughs> and now I sit and I think, walking to the back of Epcot to have Japanese food, you start to weigh the you know, the right. profit-loss thing here. I don't feel good when I come off a roller coaster. Right. You know, that type of thing. <laughs> so know? I think, it, besides the nostalgia thing, I think I finally realized that I have to start looking at this from where I am now. Right. As opposed to where I was then. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. And my interaction with the park has changed. So I don't know that I can place that all on Disney. I have to accept some of that myself. I think that is a great place to end this segment. And I want to thank everybody for your input. Thank everybody on Facebook for sharing your thoughts with us. That is going to do it for this episode of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week.